This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show. Today on the James Altucher Show. A few days after I did this podcast, I went to this conference about human rights, but there was stuff on crypto, and Bitcoin is really important because it's literally the currency of revolution. Like, if you're a dissident or an activist, you can't use your country's currency because they'll kind of track your movements. So Bitcoin is how they accept donations often. And then the NFT thing came up because it's really hard for some of these activists and dissidents to get money to support their cause. You know, with an NFT, one of the small aspects in the business model of an NFT is if you sell a work of art and then someone resells it, and then someone after that resells it again, you get a royalty. So unlike in the art world, where if I sell a painting for a dollar, but then someone sells it 10 years later for $100 million, I don't get a piece of that if I'm the artist. So that's an interesting aspect of these NFTs, whether it's art or some other part of the business model. So I was explaining this to some of these artists and they were like, oh, this could be a good, you know, creating art as an NFT, like revolution art where it explains the story and then creating it as an NFT, the more people resell it, the more money is raised for whether it's, you know, helping raise awareness about the dictatorship in your country or the people who are being killed or mistreated or whatever. Uh, but even more for the purposes of what normally this podcast does is what are, you know, other than the kind of what you read in the headlines, oh, this JPEG sold for $100 million, is there a real use cases for NFTs? What are the possible business models of NFTs? So in part one, which was also released today, we talked about the, you know, what it is. And part two now, we're going to talk more about the business models. And I hope you can be creative also listening to this because I was, it blew my mind. I was super excited. So here goes. Yeah, so Annie and Josh, are you working together on the same project or are you working on different projects? Same project. You know, our our project, we're, we're kind of trying to create like an NFT sports club. There aren't too many projects in the NFT space that are focused on sports. Our Genesis collection is dropping on October 8th. It's uh, going to consist of 300 jerseys, like these 3D interactive um like basketball jerseys and those are kind of going to act as like a top level membership token too so let me let me try to understand so you say 300 basketball jerseys it's not actual jerseys it's like an image of a jersey or it's like a 3d jersey um okay but like a real player's jersey or um so we're, we're actually doing all of our own designs some of them are kind of inspired by um, d- different NBA jersey designs, but um, you know all the creative is is original. Okay. Um, the you know a lot of the NFT projects that have 3D assets, um, when you see them on, for example, the OpenSea marketplace, they are just like animations, like an MP4 or a GIF animation that just kind of loops. A lot of a lot of them are for these 3D assets, like a, a 360 degree spinning animation so you just it's just a video right you're you're kind of looking at this asset if we were taking this approach it would just be kind of a jersey in your field of view or in in the viewport just kind of doing a looping 360 degree animation ours are actually interactive so we use 
a 3D file format called GLB, which um, when you which OpenSea supports. So when you are viewing one of our items on OpenSea, you can actually take your mouse or if you're on your phone, um, you know, there's like touch control. So you can spin our jersey around, zoom into it, see all the details. We spent a lot of time and effort on the design and, you know, building these 3D models in such a way that they kind of feel real. So when you zoom out in on them, you can kind of see the the high detail fabric textures and, you know, so we're, we're t taking kind of a photorealistic approach to our assets. You called it a sports club. What makes it a club as opposed to a collection of these, these artistic high quality, you know, digital art slash digital jerseys? Yeah. So we opened up our uh, discord is where we have all our members. Um, it's a place for them to talk basically. The way we're making it into a club is being extremely interactive with them. We're doing trivia nights. We're doing different. Uh, they collect uh, XP right now within the Discord itself. So we do different bonuses for that, different engagement rewards, giveaways all the time. Um, there's channels where they're talking about the different games, different betting applications, just anything sports related. We're just trying to increase engagement in there. You're blowing my mind here with this. Like... I I like that you're doing this with Discord because that, from what I understand about Discord, it takes the community that builds around people's, at least the initial use, it takes the community that builds around your favorite Twitch streamers, for instance, and when they're not online, that community can still meet in their Discord and that community can talk. And you're basically saying it's similar, it's for people who are fans of basketball, but now they have to own one of these NFT jerseys to be in the community uh, the sports club community for basketball. Now, what's the incentive to join this club as opposed to, let's say, let's say some basketball player does have a discord or whatever. So as of right now, anybody can actually join the discord. So what mm -hmm. we're going to do is um, after our drop on the eighth, anybody that holds one of those three jer uh, 300 jerseys will be able to access private channels that are only available to them and the team. So they'll be able to talk to us and two of the utilities for the jersey that they get is being able to vote on future project specifics. So that could be voting on jersey color, the logos on it, it could literally be anything, the drop price, um, you name it. And then they're all going to have a community wallet too. So those 300 will be able to vote on the operations for that community wallet. So it strikes me like, could there be even more utility? Like, could you imagine, like, um, uh, uh, you're into sports, you're into basketball. What about a fantasy sports type of thing where my I can basically create and and then buy an NFT using your system, which has my fantasy league in it, and then I'm allowed because I have this NFT, I'm allowed to join the club and and participate in this in in the game in the fantasy league, and then also in discussions on the Discord. Like I, I almost see that as like an even more scalable mm -hmm. version of what you're doing, but maybe I'm not, I mean, I love what you're doing too, but it's just, it's making me think of other ideas now involving sports. Their discord is so much fun. <laughs> I think it's crazy. Yeah. Because yeah. people are love basketball and they're talking it's, about it's it. It's sports though. It's not just basketball. Yeah. So okay. we're aiming to do everything. And essentially what we always say to people is we're aiming to be the Nike of the metaverse. So we're going to do all types of jerseys. It could be headbands, shorts, shoes, everything. And then eventually, 
we would like it to where you can actually take all those items and then gear up an avatar that you can post on Twitter or gear so up an avatar inside the metaverse. So your business play. model is like you you built a brand first in the sports mm-hmm. world. You built a, a Discord that has how many members on it? Uh, we're getting up to a thousand. Okay, so that's far. great. So you have a thousand members on Discord. They love to talk about basketball, and their Discord communities are very loyal. So they're going to buy this uh, gear, this digital gear that you're going to be selling, and presumably that's going to help them attract other people from either the NFT community or the sports community to your Discord. So it'll help you grow. It's another source of revenues, and it's even a source of revenues for them if they resell and and get royalties. Like, what's the royalty on a jersey? We haven't set our royalties yet for as far as what the team would get off of secondary sales. But for the 300, we're calling them the IJO holders, they'll be able to get every single official thing that we put out for life for free. So they'll get all the different jerseys we put out, different shorts, whatever it might be. Um, so, so the acronym IJO2 is um, you know, kind of a clever acronym we came up with. It, it stands for Inaugural Jersey Collection, kind of like an ICO. Um, and, uh, you know, you asked about like what the kind of membership entails and earlier in the conversation, we talked about like utility, right? So, um, you know, one of the kind of big selling points for these IJO jerseys for our Genesis holders is that you, and and one of the reasons that the Genesis collection is so limited at 300 items when a lot of the current projects coming out are closer to 10,000 items is because we want to make the our top level membership it's pretty exclusive and highly desirable and give people you know a reason to try to buy into this top level membership by giving them you know just really attractive benefits which are easier to deliver when you have kind of a smaller top level membership um like what, people like in, what benefits? in the club like Josh just mentioned, um, you know, we're going to be giving away one free asset from all of our future collections to IGO holders. So in that sense, it, you know, by holding one of these IGO jerseys, it can kind of act as like a money printer for you or, mm-hmm. um, you know, an Ethereum printer. So this, you know, this is... every, every everything we release in subsequent collections, you'll just get one free because you hold one of the jerseys. You can take that, you can sell it if you want to. And, you know, um, so that's that's one of the kind of primary benefits. You know, there, there's a lot more um, stuff that we can do. I really liked your idea about doing, uh, you know, some sort of like fantasy sports system. We're, we're still really discussing, like, there's just so much opportunity here. Draft college players, and then for the next season, that's who your team is, and you can. Oh, build that's from amazing! There. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> by the way, just random statistic: teams are notoriously bad at predicting which college players will do well the next season. <laughs> like they, they, it's it's basically if you're if you're the team with the first draft, you basically it's fifty fifty that your guy will play more than two games. So uh, anyway, um, here's here's another idea that I love because I would even I would use this M- meta your idea. So I would love to be able to build a community linking NFTs to a discord. So for instance, let's take Tim as an example. He works on financial newsletters. What if his NFT drop, he's going to do an NFT drop of 300 NFTs where it's his stock picks for that month. And you buy the NFT and you could participate in the discord to talk about those stock picks. And then the next, then you have access 
for life, say, for the next NF month's NFT drop where he talks about his next month's stock picks. Your model, you could just sell the infrastructure to Tim so he doesn't have to rebuild this from scratch. And that's a, mo a business model. Yeah, you know, most most of the people in the NFT world right now, I think, are the uh, old degen <laughs> stock traders who we were all trading kind of crazy stuff. Right. I, mean, I still do but it, this but, is, yeah. but but this is like how the internet started, like in the, or not the internet, but the web business models is that you'd see somebody do one thing, but then you would meta do it. So first, people were creating websites, then people were creating websites to make websites. By the way, I don't, I don't know if we mentioned the name of our project, but it's Meta Champs. Meta Champs. Meta Champs. And uh, can I find it on the web? Yeah, the website is um, metachamps.xyz. Your art is, in my opinion, some of the best that I've seen out there. And they have the AR, VR type of, of feature on it that you just simply don't see anywhere. Uh, there's a few projects that are doing it, but not many. So this is, this is next level in terms of branding, functionality, art. This is one where I could see athletes wanting to come to as well like hey make make my jersey out there make my jersey you know one that people want to own and and unique yeah uh, that would be amazing that's a great idea um let me ask you a question though your metachamps.xyz when i google it metachamps uh i get your twitter your metachamps nft on twitter mm -hmm. but there's also a metachamps.com you're not that I don't believe so. That was, I think, taken when we were looking up. Um, so did, did you find any friction find for people finding you that you were a .xyz? Like what I'm asking is basically, okay, on the second page, I finally get to, um, I see metachamps.xyz. Really. You know, I think most of the people that find our project find it through Twitter. Okay. And then, you know, maybe eventually move over to Discord. And it's, you know, they, we have all the links on in, in like our Twitter bio. And, and you're the first and, thing and that comes like that. up on twitter or no yeah, you're you're you the, you're the second thing i mean sorry you're the second thing that comes up on google under twitter google so yeah i'm a metachamps.ft i'm following you guys right now that's a, that, yeah you know I, th I mean i think that's pretty good actually we've only been around for just a couple of months so if we're coming up in the top of search results then yeah, that's a good sign as far as marketing pushing it's only been really for the last two weeks i think What's, yeah you guys are you guys haven't been out that long and you guys have a nice following yeah james you get you gotta give both of us some love on, uh, <laughs> on Oh, definitely. Cause I want to, I want to try both, but also where this is, see, I used to think that NFTs were just like, okay, somebody made a drawing and then mm -hmm. they wrapped it in a block on a blockchain and now they're selling it for some stupid amount, but there's actual, it integrates with all these other business models. Plus you could then create business models on top of this. Like the idea of private labeling, the infrastructure you're using to create your club is like I would buy that right now because then I would start thinking of business models for myself for how I can create uh, a community around, you know, something that requires NFTs to join as opposed to Patreon to join. Because as we were saying in earlier, this normalizes all transactions. It's not like, oh, I'm going to sell my Patreon tier for this musician so I can join your Discord community. That's impossible. No one's ever going to do that. NFTs are essentially what you're saying is, it universalizes or it generalizes the concept of a ticket. And so I could sell one ticket that's completely different for, for another ticket that's in a completely different domain. Like I can sell one of your jerseys to somebody who's 
going to a Beyonce concert or whatever and vice, you know, or trade it or whatever. And open there's marketplaces like OpenSea to do this. And then everybody gets royalties starting with you all the way down the chain. It's not, I'm going to say it's not multi-level marketing because that the multi-level marketing depends on everybody mm -hmm. buying the same product as opposed to, uh, trading it with other projects, uh, other products that are, that are now fungible. So even though an NFT is called a non-fungible token, it actually is totally fungible on marketplaces like OpenSea. It, it, it is, it's, it's kind of, you know, the, the idea of, we talk about non-fungible, the idea is just, you know, if that comes down to kind of like misuse and fraud is really what it comes down to in terms of you being able to use it in multiple places or similar things. You know, we say this is non-fungible, but yet all 10,000 in this collection have the same rights and they don't always do that. Some different. So there is some fungibility to it. It's just that these are the 10,000 and you have to look at the project as non-fungible as opposed it, it's, it's to like the contract token specific. Itself. The non-fungibility is like contract yeah. specific and it really just depends on how the creators wrote the smart contract and what kind of uh, terms are defined by that smart contract that determines, you know, everything related to the project, really. That's a, that's a better way to explain it. I love how it changes the definition of a transaction for me and a marketplace for me. So like Tim, for instance, let's say you have a community where you give stock picks and Kamal Ravikant has a community that picks uh, venture deals. And let's say I'm in your community and for whatever reason, you're having an, an off day, your, your picks aren't as good. So a oh, Tuesday. I'll, <laughs> yeah, right. It's a Tuesday or today's a Friday. So Friday, uh, well, I'll be able to sell my NFT that got me into your community for an NFT that gets someone else into, uh, Kamal's community. And, and that never, it's not like I can sell a newsletter subscription to some, to someone else right. and get their newsletter subscription. Like this completely generalizes, or it makes meta the idea of a transaction and a ticket and membership and ownership. Ownership becomes fungible. I can own, maybe I can own, you know, I can trade for you. I could buy a piece of your house and exchange for you uh, my royalties on a book. So what are you talking about? It, We're actually doing. Um, one of the things the, IG, the IJO NFT holders will be able to do is not have to sell their NFT, but they could actually lease their rights ah. and sell it to other people. That way they can still hold the NFT. They won't get the rights for the period that they're, leasing the, uh, the rights to someone else. Um, Is that so like common? That way you, hmm? That's this might be breaking news too, because yeah. I, I'm not sure if we've announced this <laughs> not yet. Not the but, full details. And, and it's also but... something that we... Is that a common thing? No. No, no, no. 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 We, we haven't seen this anywhere in the space. We're, yet, we're, you know? we're doing it with our weapons, but it's, it's a hard build where somebody, if you've got a lot of weapons and you're not using them all, you can put them into a rental unit and somebody can rent the weapon and use it kind of thing. Okay. I think this is the fourth business model discussed, but why don't you, why don't you create the infrastructure so anyone can take any NFT and turn it into a leasable NFT? That's what I would love to do. It's, yeah. it, it is much, it is much harder. It's yeah. much harder to do than you, than you think because Hence, of the, a billion yeah. dollars as opposed yes. to a million dollars. <laughs> yeah.
Maybe, Come maybe on, James. That's, I'm maybe in that's finance. the project we work on with you, James. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, my background oh. is finance. You don't think Bob and I have been discussing this on how to use we, we actually I'll consult with a company. We actually um, consult for a company that had that idea of collateralizing NFTs. The issue that they ran into, they only want things that are backed by physical goods. And then they want you to send the physical good to their vault, meaning like, oh. hey, I've got a Rolex and I want to turn it into an NFT and I want to borrow against it. They're saying, that's great. Send us the Rolex. We'll create the NFT. We'll sell that, you know, a portion of that. We're saying that's not going to work. How many people are going to take the art off their wall or pick up their house and send it to, you know, they're not going to send you their title. No, but that makes me think though, you can make a, a pawn shop of NFTs. <laughs> that, that's related to the pawn shop model. It's kind of how we're doing it. It's like the way we're doing it is they send it to our multi-signature wallet. That way there's all the security, your NFT safe there. Once we receive their NFT, then we issue what we're going to call a loaner rights NFT that we list for them under our uh, separate collection. Oh man, that's this a great is, idea. This is really, this is really great. So you could do that with any any of these NFTs. This is really and, and that just last. It's um you know that loaner NFT has a defined yeah, life sort of duration. Mm -hmm. So you could say I want to sell the rights to my um, MetaChamp's IGO jersey for the next 30 days, and you forfeit all of the the benefits that you would get for owning that NFT for those 30 days and hand those over to whoever wants to buy that um, leased NFT, whatever you want to call it, for the duration. It's genius. Can I ask, why is this so complicated? Because you can make a, a, a block, move a copy of the NFT into that block, and then um, change the ownership of the block and put a time a time limit on it. It doesn't seem like that's it's that complicated. It could all be done in a contract, probably. Yeah. You can you can do it. It's it's it is just out of the abnormal. So a lot of the projects, present company excluded, um, a lot of the projects we see are cash grabs. I mean, let's face it. They it basically like for us, we took it, we funded the entire game before we sold a thing. We did not sell one NFT. We funded the entire game. Most projects, and I know these guys have done a ton of work on their project before they've sold a thing. A lot of projects, the only thing they do is the base art, then they mint, and then everything else is, once we're 100% sold out, we're going to begin development of XYZ, as opposed to actually having something being developed alongside of the sure art. sure that makes so you, total you sense. know a lot of those i'm just getting excited we're, ne we're never sense. gonna we're gonna never see we're gonna see a lot of those things never come to fruition we all know it i mean it's or it's gonna or it's gonna be highly disappointing um so that's why you haven't seen the things like you're talking about james is they're extra steps they require commitment they do require a cost and they require time yeah, and we're still like not in every project 1995. Managers. Like we're not, yes. we we don't know a hundred percent where where it's all going. We just know it's going. But, Correct. So so tell me again. So it's Robo Rampage. That game's coming out this month. It's uh, MetaChamps, uh, which uh, if you go to search for MetaChamps NFT on Twitter or go to MetaChamps.xyz, uh, you'll find your site. When's your official launch? And what's uh, your Discord? October eighth, and the Discord link. People can find it through our uh, Twitter. Okay, we'll send you. We'll send you ones, and you can tweet them out for us. And 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 you know, can you guys come back on in a few weeks? And I want to now. I want to discuss these STOs, DAOs, and uh, 
Uh, what's what are possible? I, I bought a planet last night. I bought a. Pl- I broke down and I bought a planet last night. I should have bought like three or four, but I feel like D, they're all all of these things are connected somehow. But maybe you could explain to me how and and how we can all benefit, meaning the <laughs> listeners as well. The, the easiest way to benefit is just to buy NFTs in MetaChamps and Robo Rampage. There you go. All right, that's that's, <laughs> that's what I'm. No, going there, for. there's some other. There's some. There's a lot of other projects. Admittedly, there are a lot of other projects that I am invested in. Why? Because. I can see beyond our own project. There are a ton of opportunities out there. Certainly, people like to talk about aping into one project. I'm still a diversification. Find art that you like. Find leaders in project develop, dev teams that you support, and things that you can get behind and say, I love this concept, I love this idea, but have multiple ones because... It's like the NFL draft. We don't... There's a subtlety of... We don't know what's necessarily going to moon or, you know, shoot up popularity of the next project. So you, you've got to have. Well, let's, let's end with this. Like what, what's the last NFTs all three of you bought? I was saying, I, I will check for you right now. I bought a couple of those, the meta hero, um, planets, planetary Dow. I, planets. I bought Uranus last night. That sounds weird saying, but yeah, I, I bought that one too. And I bought a Neptune. <laughs> the- <laughs> That, that's another project, James, what, that might what? be worth looking into for you. It's called um, yeah, the Meta Hero. It was it it was a project that was uh, originally called the Punks Comic. That project still exists, but they they have kind of a second project now called Meta Hero. They're doing a lot of really very cool, innovative stuff in the space too. Um, are one of the big players. Their their project is is another blue chip of of the few NFT blue chips. Um, and that one would. That one would be a great one for you to look into. They're just doing some really cool stuff that I think would give you give you some ideas. Okay, so I'm on OpenSea. I've never visited OpenSea before. I searched for Meta Heroes, and it says price like 150 for something. Uh, make sure one- you're in the right place. You want to make sure you get to the right collection. There's you know, there James, are a lot there are of a lot of collection. fake collections and yeah. scams and that sort of thing on OpenSea. The the really big projects are going to be verified by OpenSea, and you'll get a blue check mark similar like to on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Um. Uh. For that particular project, maybe um, if you go to punkscomic.com, uh, you know you can kind of read about the project there. You can uh look into the MetaHero stuff on on that site as well but by the I, way i'm looking at i was this, like uh, andy i bought i bought i bought the uh the dow planets last night too i also picked up some more chicken derby um i love the chickens <laughs> chicken derby. And, and i i was trying to grab some more dizzy dragons to squeeze in fusion at the end they have a nice deflationary aspect as well dizzy dragons um, okay so so it's kind of a I'm, neat project i'm i'm on punkscomic.com i'm on the i clicked on metahero universe i scroll down i see mercury is for is it has the number zero five next to it 2.6 percent is that is that the price to buy it or like and how mercury do i buy is mercury? more expensive mercury was more expensive i thought than a half eth to to mint i think uranus and neptune like were mint, yeah mercury was the most expensive one to mint at five eth which is yeah that one that's not yeah that's five eth james that's you're running fifteen thousand dollars to mint that and why would people spend fifteen thousand dollars for like what do you get if so, i buy mercury so mercury is going to be the first planet that so they're developing basically metaverse um universe and it goes out planet by planet. So Mercury, being closest to the sun, is going to get developed first. So that's the reason why you see that one as 
more expensive. It's getting developed first. It's smaller. There's less tokens um, available on it. And as you go out there, you know, there's a delay in it in when it will be developed, just in a, a pecking order. And then you have voting rights based on how many tokens and how big the planets are. And honestly, the the project that they're doing, I need all weekend to read about in probably more days than that. It is certainly one of the most complex ones I mean, that's out there. It looks beautiful, really, by the way. I, uh, I their art down. is fantastic. All the stuff that they've done is fantastic. But like, what I spend, what do I get? Like, let's say Saturn, it's 0.65 ETH. Like, what do I, what do I get other than the image? It's a DAO too. So, um, I mean, James, you've been in the crypto space for a long time, so you're probably already familiar with DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization. And at least in the NFT space, if you're a part of a DAO, which a lot of these projects have started to set DAOs up, um, you know, the, the kind of most persistent benefit that you get for being a part of a DAO is voting rights on, on the project. Um, so if you own one NFT token, you probably get, you know, one vote towards, uh, you know, project initiatives and, and things like that. And this one's getting a pass to on what the, uh, sidekicks, the, I think if you have a, I think if you have a planet, you get a mint pass for the sidekicks. Mm-hmm. And, and Which, the sidekicks, wow. James, are, you see them right above the planets right there. There's kind of three small images um, of some creature looking things. Um, those are, you know, uh, avatars. They would kind of fit into the PFP, the profile pick project or profile pick uh, projects that are out there right now. Um, by owning one of these, as far as I understand it, I'm kind of with you, Tim, like their yeah. project is so complex. I, I don't know everything that I, I don't know all the details about MetaHero and Punk's comic. Um, but I I believe that if you own one of these planetary DAO tokens, then at some point in the future, whenever they decide to release these, um, they're calling them sidekicks, whenever they release these new avatars, uh, I think you can claim one for free if you own a, a planetary DAO token. And their um, other, their kind of uh, top-level... Metaheroes. Um, yeah. Metaheroes are... Uh, you know, avatars as well. And um, the floor price, like the minimum price that you can buy a MetaHero is several Ethereum right now. So, you know, if you think that the uh, sidekick avatars are going to be worth, you know, a portion of what the MetaHeroes are right now, then, you know, buying a planetary DAO token for 0.5 Ethereum or 0.65 Ethereum is probably a, probably pretty good bet it's a solid risk reward i see they're kind of interconnecting a lot of different things that may or may not have value so they're kind of diversifying the reasons why someone would buy uh one of these nfts yeah. so for instance meta hero owners will be able to stake their nft or play for pow tokens which is a future in-universe currency so and the pow tokens will be used for in-game performance boosts so this this is it's very clever now right, understand so Tim, what, what, this is a hu- huge that's a huge mint by the way and I know you got to wrap things up here. <laughs> no but what what's the last token so you bought Okay so I bought one Uranus. of those um I yeah I bought Uranus um um we picked up so Chicken Derby introduced their their naming of chickens and I could not resist you know buying a few more Chicken Derby so I could name them so I've like bad mother clucker 
for one of one of my chicken names and uh cluckaroo bonsai you know because i'm a little bit older than that but uh chicken derby is another nft game and you know i'm big into supporting the other nft games so Picked up a couple more chicken derbies yesterday. What else did we add? Added two more. Glue Factory, which I'm just a big proponent of that project. Um, I, I have a couple Paladin Pandas. I think I'm down to one, though. I, fl- I flipped a couple of those. And See, the, w- the big question is, what am I trading or what did I buy to own? The things I've bought to own recently are Chicken Derby, there's Zed Run, there's Glue Factory, Deadheads, um, Vogu uh, Collective, those are the things that I've been buying to own, um, Dizzy Dragons. But in terms of trading, I wouldn't even say the names I'm trading because I'm looking to flip them. And I know I'm only going to hold them for a day to a week. Um, I got slammed on Bastard Penguins. And that is the actual name. I got caught chasing there. Definitely took a, <laughs> took a little bit of a hit. So, and, and Josh, what's the, last, what's the last NFT you bought or traded? Uh, one of my friends, actually, Bonart. It's uh, Robert Bond. What is it? Oh, it's just uh, one of his animations. He's a animator for Adult Swim and a lot of other shows. Can you can you I love spell his name, Robert? Yep. On OpenSea, it's just B O H N A R T. Okay, so when I read this, there's like 28 items for sale, and it's like here's one that's 0.06 ETH. Yeah, so I could see if you're a real big fan of this guy, mm-hmm. why not? Like, I, there's artists I would own uh, something like this. As opposed to just stealing the JPEG or whatever. <laughs> because it, the idea is there's other fans, it might go up in value. Well, the other thing is with a lot of artists, they will pay attention to who is buying their art and just randomly every once in a while reward them or reach out to them. Artists on OpenSea. Just like Patreon. Yeah, they've been, there are so many artists that have been some of, some of the best folks that you could ask for in the community by returning the support and really being appreciative of the people that are buying their NFTs. Um, and, you know, you don't generally see that outside of, of the world. You know, you go into a museum and buy a painting. The artist may never know who owns it. Now there's the chance for the artist to interact with the people that like their work and say, okay, well, what did you like? You know, what would you like to see more of? And, and it can help them grow their user base, grow their support, produce art that is resonating with people. It's, I mean, it's another level of community that we just don't have right now in traditional uh, collectability, collectibles. Well, you guys, this has been great. I really understand a lot more. I hope the listeners understand a little more. How can people contact all of you if you have questions? And don't forget, it's Robo Rampage. That's Tim's game. It's Metachamps. Dot XYZ or MetaChamps NFT on Twitter. That's the sports club. And we're NFT. Robo Rampage on Twitter. There's a little underscore between Robo and Rampage. So Robo, Robo underscore, underscore Rampage. Rampage. And this, thank you for really explaining to me NFTs. I was really kind of much more skeptical b- before this podcast than I am now. And I just, I keep, I'm like bursting with business ideas for these things. Now can I'm we get your like, MetaMask set up next week so you can start buying some? All right. Yeah. Help me out with that. You know, I, I, we never talked about the Gary V, the books that he just did. He oh yeah, James, he's doing something really interesting where he um, I bought thirty six, maybe thirty six, <laughs> yeah, maybe a month ago. Gary V kind of uh, 
nobody really knows the details of this thing yet, but he pretty much said, you know, if you buy 12 copies of my new book, then there might be something NFT related in it for you. And for every 12 that you buy, you have kind of a better chance of maybe getting one of these kind of still mysterious new NFTs that I'm creating or something like that. And that guy, you just genius. have people buying dozens and dozens and, yeah. and hundreds and hundreds of books from Gary V. So I don't know, James, um, maybe Jay, are we getting Gary? Jerry, Jay, are we getting Gary on the podcast? Well, he said he would come on, but um, you know, like who knows? Like every time I reach out to them, they're like, "Yeah, yeah, All we'll right. come on." But uh, uh, he has the same. Hopefully, he will me. come on this time. We'll we'll get him on. You know what? You tell tell him that you did this show that we yeah. all supported him and talked. You know, because everybody's I, a big fan of him. So I'm a Vayner Media is my speaking agency, so I'll I'll yeah. get him on. <laughs> so hey, you, you know what? You know what? You you could get us all you know with them <laughs> as well. We wouldn't complain. I you know they're like. <laughs> Being in being represented in their speaker agency is almost like an NFT. Like there's like, from what I understand, at least uh, there's like 15 spots. And when you get in, when one person drops out for whatever reason, so I don't know. You better watch your back. Call them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, all right, you guys, thanks so much. I really, really appreciate it. Come on again anytime and we'll talk crypto anytime. So this is exciting and good luck on all your launches. Thank Thanks, Thank appreciate you. it. Yeah, it, it would be great to uh, follow up maybe a, a couple weeks or a month or two from now after you know the project launches and we have the community built up and we kind of give you an update. Yeah, let's I'm gonna do pitch. It. I'm gonna pitch twenty different business ideas to you, and then I want to hear about <laughs> twenty different coins that yeah. I should buy. <laughs> well, let's talk in the meantime. It sounds like you you do have a lot of a lot of cool ideas already. Yeah, and you're an hour in. <laughs> All right. Well, thank thank you guys. This is great, James. Cool. Thanks again, Andy, Josh, you. G. Thanks, guys. Thank you.